0: Hello again, this is Noah and John at Urban Digs, and today we're talking Manhattan with Phil Horrigan, founder of Lease Break and Freely. Correct. This is going to be a different kind of podcast. Today. A bit, yeah. Yeah, this is, this is going to be a little tech, tech-driven, industry-driven, uh, off the beaten path
1: of the, uh, what's going on in the actual buyer-seller world. Yeah, we're going to connect some dots between data and consumers Conversation. It might get a little Fun hairy. Might get hairy. <laughs> yeah, buckle up. Okay, buckle up. <laughs> Phil,
0: just um, explain to people who may not know who you are. I know you got a lot of friends sure. out there, but who yeah. are you, what do you do, and how
2: long you've been doing this? Sure. Uh, I started as a real estate broker in 2004, so I've been doing that for now 15 years. Mm-hmm. I was with City Habitats uh, for about four years. That's and where we, I first met you. Well, that's where we met, yeah. and then Corcoran for almost 10 years. Okay. And then I left to be an independent agent while I was still a corker and I started leasebreak.com. What is, explain that real quick. So leasebreak.com initially was a marketplace to connect those getting out of their lease that wanted to get out of their lease with Mm -hmm. those getting into a lease. So the idea was, hey, if people want to get out of a lease and there's three months left, four months left, five months left, why not connect them with people looking for a three month lease, four month lease, five month lease, right? right? That worked really well. But then what I realized pretty quickly is that people were also posting just short-term rentals on the website. Because mm-hmm. if you're looking for a, sh- a three-month lease or a four-month lease, it doesn't right. have to be a lease break, right? Right. right? So what happened was all these short-term rental landlords were posting and they were getting a lot of traffic. Gotcha. And then it then we started to post rooms for rent and rooms for rent were getting a lot of traffic. So we, we essentially are a free marketplace for lease breaks, short-term rentals, sublets, right. rooms for rent, and we get a ton of traffic for those kind of and it And it just started out because you were solving the... The, I'm in
0: a lease, I'm locked in, I only got three months yeah. left, I just got transferred, I got to get out of this thing. Right, because the right. landlord
2: usually puts the burden on, on the tenant or the renter right. to, to find someone to replace them. So,
0: I mean, so do you have open listings and regular listings now so you can search everything? Or is it just for those lease breaks and other type of short-term listings? So, reasons? we
2: do take the RLS feed. Okay, so, gotcha. we do have 12-month listings as well. Okay, gotcha. I will tell you, we do not get as much traffic on the 12-month listings as we do, say, you know, you'll right. get more on right. Street Easy. Right. but on the short term, between right. one and 12 months, right. we're number one. There's no one that comes close. I mean, I used to think
0: that if I had to get out of my lease, I'm gonna take a hit on it. Like, it's almost like our market value go out the window. It's like, I'm paying $3,000. If I can get someone to pay 90% of this, I'll be doing okay. I mean, how does it is there any discounts for these people because their time is against them? Yeah. Especially if they have only one way to get out
2: of it. So just you know, the site was designed with also real estate agents in mind. So it's not just for renters and tenants, it's designed for for rent for agents to go on there and search on behalf of their client as well. Gotcha. And so to your point, there's a lot of good deals to be had. Right. When you're looking to get out of your lease, you lost your job. Maybe you got a new job. You're you're moving, and you, you ha- you're on the hook right for a lot of money. Yeah, it's stressful. It's yeah. stressful. So you're willing to offer discounts, and a lot of the stuff we have on lease break is nowhere else. So if you're a agent and you're looking for a, for a client for a renter, mm-hmm. you have to check out lease break because there's stuff there that's nowhere else, and you might be able to get an awesome deal. For what, your, what is if your I'm client. if I'm the person breaking the
0: lease? How much does it cost me to put it on lease break?
2: It's free. It's free. Okay. So we do not charge. And we'll never charge an upfront cost to put it on lease free. So you make Absolutely. your money
0: on the rental commission we, transaction. No, no, no. Okay. We make
2: our we make our money in two ways. First okay. of all, we don't take. We're not a broker. Okay, okay, gotcha. So we right, right. It's separate. First rules. of all, okay. legally, gotcha. we yeah. can't take any commissions. Gotcha. I personally do not take any commissions. and never so, have. This, I never will. This is it an aggregator site. It's an aggregator site. Okay, gotcha. And it's totally free to use. We make our money two ways. Mm-hmm. One is we do charge for featured postings. So okay. if you want gotcha. to get extra traffic for your listing, right. And that will usually triple your traffic. Right. And the other way, which we didn't talk about, and I'll tell you, there's about 700 agents in this program right now. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Is we make money by connecting tenants with the brokers to work with the tenant to help them market gotcha. their apartment. So mm-hmm. it's a great way for- Like a lead eight, gen. Yes. Yeah. But it's, it's different because I don't think there's any other website like this. Mm-hmm where we're generating leads on the listing side. So essentially exclusive listing leads. So you can get exclusive rental listings. We have about 700 agents in the program and we'll charge 15 bucks, 20 bucks. I mean, right. just a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. We're not looking to kill it. Yeah, no, we're course. just going to make a little bit, yeah. and the agents make a lot of commissions on it.
0: I mean, you know what? This is this is a tough market to bring technology into. I, mean, yeah. I, I, I know my side of it and what I've been through with Urban Digs, and it's you know I've donated my hair to the cause, um, a lot of other blood, sweat, and tears. You've been through it. Yeah. All right. Could, do you want to explain, just in case anyone out there is yeah. like, all right, let me just get the data and start a yeah,
2: technology. well it's interesting, I, I, get, I get calls all the time, I have, I, have, I have a lot of ins with the brokerage community, I love agents, I talk with them all the time, and a lot of times they will call me and say, hey look, I'm, I have this idea, what do you think, and, and first of all, I love entrepreneurial spirit, I just love it, so yeah. I'm always encouraging people like, yeah, go yeah. out and do it, I know it's, it's, it's hard to do, it takes and, a lot of guts. Agents
0: are entrepreneurs, they're yes. their own. Yes.
2: Yeah. yes, but it's really difficult, and probably the most difficult thing is to get traction, you know, So lease break probably took a few years before it really started to get traction. That's
0: even after you build it.
2: And that's if you build
0: it. How long did it take you to build it? Uh,
2: at least a year and a half, two years. I mean, it takes a long time to build a site. Right. You have to find the right engineers to do it. I mean, it's just. You know, I'm mean, I can, I'm sure we all have our oh, stories, okay. but yeah. just how long it took me to find the right engineer and then there were problems with the programmer and this kind of way to go with a new one. And, and it just takes a long time, but... Right. You know, I will tell you what helped me was that I, I kind of was moonlighting while I did it. So I didn't just quit everything. I yeah. was still having yeah. commissions come in yeah. on the real estate business. So I started it while I was still 100% a real estate agent and doing very well. And you have to, because yeah. I mean, like this kind of technology, and I had to
0: do the same thing with Urban Digs. I mean, yeah. I
2: couldn't, I had to fund Urban Digs
0: through the transactions when it was way back when. Um, you need the know how of that agent. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've seen this data backwards and forwards. I know everything about this data, dealing with it for 15 years. Um, There's a tremendous data problem in New York City. Yeah. And if you don't solve that data problem in New York City, what agent is going to use your site to share with their clients or use it for analytics to have conversations with their clients. Well,
2: yeah. So that, I mean, well, th- that's another thing. So right now, unfortunately, the data is not perfect. So what happens is there'll be a listing that comes through the RLS or Remi or some feed or whatever, and it'll be not correct on our site for whatever reason. Yeah. Well, the agent will see it not correct on our site, and they'll say, what are you doing, Lease Break? Why is it not correct? Well, it turns out that it's not correct because of some other process, like maybe five or six steps back. Yeah. And it's wrong on many sites. It turns out, you know. Yeah. And so it's it's kind of a headache sometimes. I really wish, I really wish that every agent had one place to enter all of the data. Yeah,
0: I think I think is trying to go there. I think ultimately yeah. they'll get there. I mean, so people understand. First off, I'm gonna will plug Remedy for a second. They they have been doing a very good job with the data. <clears throat> um, I, we do definitely see improvements over over mm-hmm. the the months and years that they've been working on it, and they're very 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 committed to um, data validation and data quality. I and mean, especially when we bring items that need either correcting or we're, we're not sure if this is a you thing or an our thing or whatever. Right. Um, so that's a great, great thing. Um, but so people understand how this all works. How many agents we got? We got 16,000 agents, 18,000 agents. We got 18,000 agents in the New York City markets, right? They're working for 300 to 500 brokerage firms, if not their own firm. Those brokerage firms are connecting to a vendor. Well, we call it a vendor, but OLR, Real Plus. Right, per drone, Realty and Max. Realty and Max. There's a bunch of them, right? Yeah. That are Rebni uh, tagged, listing entry vendors, right? This is the place you go to share your listing, and then all those listing entry vendors then funnel up to Revni and RLS, right? Where all that data is processed. So. I always say, number one, it starts with the data, with the agent. The, the data is only as good as the agent that enters it from this bottom level. But like you said, I want to explain to people, like you said, there's a number of steps that it has to go through. It has to go into the, the listing entry system, then it has to get processed through the RLS, and if there's any... Problem at the listing entry system to get to RLS, right. that's going to kick back incorrect data and it's going to go out wrong to every other site. Right. So there are a couple
2: steps. So it's not a direct one by right, like one like That out. game is a kid where you tell the story around the, around the circle. Telephone. The, telephone, I believe it's called. <laughs> and it just, by the time it gets to the end, it's just, it's just totally different. Yeah. You, know? you
0: know, what I found is you know, that, that's one thing, right? And what I found is even if you get the data, like even if they solve that problem, right? John, we were talking about this. Yeah. Now I got the standardized data, I got the cleansed data, great, it's awesome, it's reliable, it's complete, it's timely, it's wonderful. Um, What do you do with it? Like, What do you do with that data? How do you take that data and... and, uh, uh, Because there's situational issues inside that data that are go outside of standardizing and normalizing. Now, this getting a little ahead of people, but there are situational things that cause problems with the data. Like what? Like like, what well, happens? this listing should not be off-market. This listing should be in contract. And right. there's reasons for that. Right. Or this listing is sold, but you still have it in contract. There's reasons for that. Right. Um, a number of things. I mean, I don't want to tell a, bu- a lot of things, but this is the kind of black hole where as you dig deeper in the black hole, you identify and discover deeper, deeper integrity issues in dark, dark corners. Right. Right? And then you've got to just engineer them as you go. Um, then you got to build the technology for it and I find I found building the, the technology the front end U, UI UX whatever you want to call it right. so that agents and their clients have a good user experience and that it's intuitive Right, that's incredibly challenging Yeah, I mean did you find that with Leasebrick or Freely
2: yeah I did. Uh, so I, I, didn't talk about, I didn't talk about Freely much. but So Freely is essentially a website that is more focusing on the 12-month rental space mm-hmm. and maybe eventually sales. Mm-hmm. You know, Lease Breaks is more the short-term rentals, the Lease Breaks. Gotcha. And Freely is going to go more after that 12-month rental space. But... The, the UI is a, a huge concern. Um, but I, I will tell you that I'm very involved and I'm sure you guys are too, I, I can tell. And so I'm constantly getting feedback right. from agents yep. and tweaking, you yeah. know? And so that really helps. But I will say, look at the UI of Craigslist. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Yeah, But Craigslist is still one of the highest traffic websites. Or eBay or even eBay but it really is one of the highest traffic websites in the city yeah. and that tells you that this first mover advantage or where people go, the network effect yeah, is right. so powerful. So even if you get the data right, even right. if you get the UI right, right, how do you get people to see your listings? Right, And that to me yeah. is probably the most important and I have to say, StreetEasy knows this. Oh yeah, They know yeah, yeah, yeah. better than anyone yeah, yeah. how hard it is to get all those eyeballs in one place. Yeah. And people think it's easy to do. It's not. It no, takes it's, years it's to do. It's very
0: hard to do. It's very hard just to get all those listings on there. Right. Don't forget, StreetEasy started out scraping right. all of those sites. And then those companies came back and said, whoa, whoa, wait, stop scraping my data. And I was like, wait, it's public record. It's on public internet. I can right. scrape it. Two years later, direct pipes, right. direct data feeds. So I look at Street Easy, They got, I don't know if they're doing it much anymore. They got 5,000 direct pipes. Right.
2: Well, yeah, so I could talk about this all day. So when Street Easy initially came to the broker's community before Zillow bought them. Right. 2006 to 2011 yes. or so. Yeah. I, I mean, I was pretty impressed. They were all about transparency. They did come to the brokers and say, give me your listings. Don't worry. I'm on your side. Right. I'll never charge you. This is you. Michael Smith and Dawn yes. and all those great, yeah. They essentially were like, I'll never charge you because we're not about that. We're right. not going to do that. And so unfortunately we trusted them the network effects took hold consumers started to come to the site more listings come on more consumers look at it right it's like kind of a network now yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. They, they built themselves into this really i mean it's a juggernaut really and they yeah. have a stranglehold yeah and then which i think is the beginning of the end for them and you will see a decline it might take a it'll take a while it takes a long time to build up it takes a long time to go down but the biggest decision they made, a, a failed decision, which will haunt them, I'm telling you, is when they started charging rental brokers a mandatory fee. Uh, that, was, that's the, that was in July 2017. Okay, so two coming out two years. And the reason why they should never have done that, and it's a terrible mistake, is because you're taking a, a, the network effect, a marketplace. Look at Google search engine. Look at Facebook. These are all free they're free websites. They're free to use. And they know that. And they'll never charge. Facebook will never charge. Google will never charge. I'm talking about their organic stuff. Right. Like, you know, like Urban Digs appears on Google Correct. for yeah. free. You don't pay to appear in Google's search engine. You could pay to have ads. That's different. I pay right? for the SEO optimization to get on there. But that's different. <laughs> that's different. That's different. Yeah, that's yeah. different, though. Um, but they'll never charge for that because they recognize the value in it. Right. Street Easy went for the short term, the short term profit and the greed and they started charging and half of their listings were pulled off the site. Sixteen thousand rentals were pulled off the site.
0: Well then then they had that what's that other rental site that they ultimately bought? Naked apartments. And so naked apartments did have that stuff, right? So there was a period of time where Naked Apartments had that. I guess
1: the question I would have is, yeah. I think Craigslist at some point was free, but they also started charging as They well. only charged, but they, the thing is, they only charged
2: brokers. They only charged brokers, right? Yeah, it was $10 a and, entry. And that is what, and that is also what StreetEasy, they use that as an example. Yeah. Well, Craigslist charged, so, so we're going to charge. But what StreetEasy was known for was its accuracy and transparency, and the fact that they had all the listings. That is what made them great. Right. Right? Craigslist was never known to have all the listings. So they started charging, and in fact, you could argue that they started charging and a lot of the scams went off the site. Mm-hmm. StreetEasy never had scams. I, I don't care what they say. They didn't, it didn't help with the fake, they weren't, they weren't known for their thousands of fake listings. They were not. Actually, there's an argument now that there's more fake listings now on the site because mm-hmm. StreetEasy's not monitoring as much because they're getting money for it. Anyway, that's, not, I go with, that's another whole story. But so that, this is why I think that Craigslist can get away with it. But StreetEasy's their principle was about transparency and honesty, and we're not going to charge. And we have everything. Well, so zero, now they don't have everything. acquired them, and I mean they're a publicly right. traded company. Their their
0: job is to their shareholders. They need to raise, raise revenue. Um, I think. I mean, look, if if the lead generation. I mean they had the premier agent, right? The premier agent came in and 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 Matt and Susan they went nuts with it. I mean they did a, a, a crazy marketing campaigns. They right. got a, they got a lot of consumer eyeballs to the site, which is right It's all about the consumer eyeballs. They brought millions of consumer eyeballs to the site mm-hmm. and they got the leads, right? I think is didn't the Department of State isn't there something going on with that? Yeah, I don't know where
2: I don't know where it is now, but I know the Department of State is looking into the advertising practices on right. Street Easy relating to because I think
0: something's changed I think now they have like vetted it's vetted things and I think there's a box or something that if you go there
2: ironically it's actually less transparent than it ever was there's a little tiny button that says contact seller's agent that's like so small you need a microscope to see it it's so it's so not transparent Mm -hmm. I mean it's it's deceptive right and that's what drives me insane because they were like they were like the pillar of transparency and now it's just complete deception and I'll tell you this brokers know it they know when they're being taken advantage of, and consumers will eventually figure that out as well. And it'll take a while, but I'm telling you, they I already see it. Still got some.
1: Well, so, <laughs> so let me ask you, Phil. Yeah. If you're if you're a broker, and you're, you know a lot of top-producing brokers are well-oiled machines. They've they, they've hired their own sales force, optimization, CRMs to to handle all of their lead generation, yeah. handle all of their broker communications. If you're new to this and you're coming in, you got your license six months, a year ago, and you're working now, and the only site you know is Street Easy, and now you're being introduced to your vendor, and you're, you're trying to figure this out, but you still want to communicate with consumers. Like, what do you recommend? Like, what... What are the steps you should be taking as a broker to right. protect your relationship with your consumer, but also be transparent? Now, at the do same you time? mean
2: as someone looking for buyers or renters, or trying to get exclusive
1: listings? I think, well, I or... think someone who's looking to build their network across buyers, right. sellers, renters—just but they want to share information, but they don't—they don't, they don't want to share like publicly available links because, hey, look, I mean, what's the point of sharing a StreetEasy link because then my consumer can see the same thing? Well, I, I
2: think a little differently about that in the sense that I really do believe that transparency is here to stay. And consumers and buyers are gonna see the data and we as agents should never feel should never feel I'm gonna hide that from them and the value I add is about the listing itself no you're a partner with your buyer you're a partner with the renter and that's how I look at it and that's the future so you should look at it like I'm gonna add a different kind of value than I used to add 10 years ago you know 10 years ago you'd actually be the one with the listings as a broker. And that was a value you would add, yeah. maybe even 15 years ago, right? I have the listings. Now it's, everyone has the listings, but I'm gonna add value negotiation, pricing strategy, yeah. marketing strategy. I mean, there's so many things. And and top agents recognize this and they're focusing on those skills. Yeah. Because they could bring- And they're building s- out their teams to, to, to yes. defer to experts. Yeah. Um, but I will say, you mentioned like how, if you're just getting started, and I don't want to plug, I don't mean to plug leasebreak again, but I, I do have to say that I've talked to a lot of managers at different firms. And because Naked Apartments is shutting down, I'm going to talk about the renter agents now for a second. Mm-hmm. So the way renter agents used to get leads is they would buy a lot of uh, slots, essentially, on Naked Apartments and these other websites. They're called open listings, right? right? They're open right. listings. Open listings. You, you basically advertise a landlord's listings that a thousand other agents are advertising. You try to advertise the right ones. Remember back in the city habitat yes. days? I mean, this was a whole, yeah. you know, it was, a, it was a science. It was an art and a science to it, essentially, yes. right? How do I av- you know I, used to I was av- terrible at it. I used to advertise, <laughs> and I was always, I mean, I'm sure you were too, very right? ethical. So I would never mislead. Yeah. But I might not mention that it's a very small apartment, right? right? So someone would call and say, I want a huge apartment. And I go, okay, this one actually isn't right for you. And then I show them something else. Like that's the legitimate way to do it, right? right. Um, but that game is over. And you talk to managers and they say it's pretty much over. So the focus is back on getting listings. Mm-hmm. And that's why getting these listings like through lease break where you can work with a tenant on the listing side. Mm-hmm. You can actually get an exclusive listing. It's so valuable. That's how for like, you know, 15 bucks, mm-hmm. you get a listing.
0: If I'm a broker and right. I want to
2: like, try this whole thing out on Lease Break, I mean, do I sign up? Do I yeah, start? just go to the homepage okay. on leasebreak.com. Free, yeah, free to sign up? up? Okay, yeah, free to sign up. We'll even give you a free lead to try it out. Okay, cool. It's been yeah. going on now for a few years. I'm so confident in the returns that you'll get because yeah. you'll put a little bit of money in and you'll get a lot of commissions. No,
0: I, I, I love the idea and I love what you're doing. And, and look, I mean, I just, uh, if the data could just be available for everybody. Yeah. Like, you know what grinds my gears is Brooklyn Brooklyn MLS is not sharing. There's no, there's no sharing outside of Brooklyn MLS. Why?
1: I don't get yeah, it. You know, I know they,
0: they want to share. There's changing coming. They want to do their thing. But everyone's syndicating. Yeah. Everyone's syndicating. And like it's it's better for your agents yeah. and the agents of the, the members and their traffic and all that. I think RLS and, and Brooklyn MLS, I think it will all consolidate. It will all eventually at some point in the future. Maybe it's five years from now. Maybe it's three years from now. I don't know. But I think Hagar and I think um, you know whatever else is out there is all going to come together and it's going to be one centralized thing. You know, and I, that, let, that's and a beautiful let, theory. And then I, let, I the, know, te- I don't let know. the technology come in. <laughs> yeah. And let and whoever builds the technology and markets the product to the consumers, to the agents, to the professionals, to the consumers, let the technology come in. But there, it's a level playing field. Yeah. It's a, there's all all the statuses are the same. All the property attributes and the property standards are the same on right. everything. It doesn't say 1948 on this site, 1951 built on that site. You know what I'm saying? These are the things that at a core level need to
2: get done. That's all.
0: Data wants to be free.
2: And I think, awesome. I think I think I think Remini could probably help with that, which I think
1: they I think they are. I think, they're, right? I think they're, where... they're
0: they're in that direction. Yeah. And, and hopefully but they get
1: there as fast as I guess the question I would have is, I think a lot of seasoned brokers would see value in harmonized information, but they also see a lot more value in sort of disharmonized information yeah. to 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 make a unfortunately you're I feel like there's a there's a, a, a knowledge that a seasoned broker brings to the table. It's like, oh well, I know about this, I know about that, and despite what you're seeing out there, I'm a, a truer source of information, which is right. one of the reasons why I don't think the iBuyer thing is really gonna succeed in New York and, until a lot of that stuff is solved. So there's think vested it, do interest you think it in will, not having it solved. Do you think it will? Well, it, it there's there's vested interest
0: in not, it not being solved, and that's why it hasn't been solved at this point. And that's why it's gone, you know, revenue and RLS have taken a long time to get to this point. Right. Like, if I would argue, this should have happened 15 years ago.
2: Well, actually, you, so you bring up a really, a really good point. Um, one of the things that this whole StreetEasy mess has helped agents do is they can now say, especially on the rental side, they can go to, a, they can go to their renters and go, hey, don't look on StreetEasy, they don't have everything anymore. I know where to go, I know all the websites. There's some, you might have to go to Urban Digs, or you go to Lease Break, you go to like you know, maybe five websites. The irony of this is that before StreetEasy had these fees, these mandatory fees, People can go to one place and see all the listings. And now half of them were pulled off. Oh, you mean some firms disconnected their feeds from it? Okay, guys. Gotcha. Some firms disconnected their feeds, but there's something else I really want to talk about, which is a lot of firms are now withholding their listings. For like one or two days. Between one yeah. to seven days. Yeah. And so what we did is we decided, hey, let's just put all these together in one place. Right. So I created this getfirstpeak.com. Right. Getfirstpeak.com, totally free. Right. I'll never charge for it, right. but it's a way... From a principal basis, like on a, on a principle alone, I want to kind of help with what's going on. You right. know? If you want to see listings before they hit street easy, right. go to this one place. Right. And there's a lot of agents that are doing this. They're just keeping it and all Compass says they're coming soon, right? Isn't that the coming yeah. soon thing? Yeah, so Compass yeah. is doing it. Compass is a big firm, and a lot of those agents are keeping stuff off. Right. You know, uh, There's some other firms too that are delaying <sighs> their listings. Yeah. I, I get it, but it just, I'm sorry, it kills me. <laughs> Just I know it's because, yeah, it
0: because you want everything boom yeah, at yeah, once, yeah, right? You know, you share it, you share it. Everyone, again, I don't think there should be competitive advantages because you have access to something 24 hours for. That shouldn't be. That's all I'm i saying. Look, in theory, I agree with but you. But we could, we could, this is all good stuff. I'm but like,
2: unfortunately, yeah. no, I totally agree that in theory. But unfortunately, there was a, there was a company that had yeah. a stranglehold yeah. and said, I'm going to start charging you. It was $90 a month right. and it went up to 135 a month. Fifty percent. So they started free. It was free for ten years. They didn't right. charge anyone. Then they said, "We're going to charge you ninety dollars a month, Who you three dollars a day, street easy." Okay. They said, "We're going to charge you." For, this for rentals. This for rentals. Yeah. We're going to charge you. I mean, it's unbelievable to me. Only a monopoly can get away with free for ten years, and then you know what? We're going to charge you ninety dollars a month per listing, and then a year later, yeah, we're actually going to raise our prices by fifty percent. That was three dollars. No, it's four fifty now. It was three. You know, a it, it was three that, that's that's you talking about
1: sales listings. This is rentals.
2: So is just started traditional
1: sales listings last year, right? Okay, gotcha. Right now,
2: rentals is four fifty a day per listing, which comes to which comes to one hundred and thirty five dollars a month, month gotcha. per listing. Mandatory what fee. What is to the be normal the period of these listings? Like how long
0: is these on the market for?
2: I mean, right now the rental market's, pe- we didn't talk about the market at all, but the yeah. rental market's picking up a little bit, but uh, I mean... Hey, great. Talk about Manhattan. Let's talk right. a little bit it, Manhattan. It, right, right. Here. <laughs> it, it could be a month or two,
1: but you know, it could be a couple of weeks. I mean, it may just depend. This has yeah. to be the busy season for lease break. I imagine you get got all yeah. the like college students coming in saying, like, I want three months. Yes, Do huge. you see people that have a co-op or a condo saying, you yeah, know, I'm just going to take off for the summer, rent my place out for three months?
2: Yes, but the problem is a lot of co-ops and condos don't allow that, yeah, okay. and so... It's mainly
1: lease breaks that have that. Like yeah. actually well, lease.
2: Yes. Well, there's plenty of landlords that all they do is focus on these right. short-term rentals. Okay. And there's a big trend now where a company is a, sh- a lot of startups where that they one of them on our site, they raised $100 million. And their whole thing is they go to these big landlords and say, give us 1,000 of your units and we're going to rent them out short-term and we're going to sign three-year leases with you. Yeah. I mean, it's a big business, yeah, you know, big really business, big business. Yeah. So there's a lot of options for, you know, they say millennials are more interested in like the three month, four month, five oh, yeah. month. They don't want to tie themselves they don't know down, they're be, yeah. <laughs> which actually is another thing. I actually think that is starting to affect the sales market a little bit. There's so much uncertainty out there that mm-hmm. people are renting instead of instead of buying, but that's a whole other When
1: you look topic. at the analytics on your site, the traffic yeah. patterns, yeah. who's renting what, were, were there, was there anything that surprised you the most over the last few years of looking at like who's renting what? And- um...
2: I'll I say a general trend I've noticed that yeah. has surprised me is the outer boroughs and outer sub neighborhoods that are doing really well. I mean, I can't believe how many. have like Bushwick. Yes, Crown I can't Heights, believe how many okay. Bushwick, Crown Heights, and Bed Stuy listings that just didn't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they existed at some point, mm-hmm. but they're all over the site now, and, right. pe- and they're getting a lot of traffic. Whereas you know, six seven years ago, that wasn't the case. So um, that also has affected the Manhattan rental market. I believe that right. people are more willing to go to Bushwick. Right. to go to these other outer neighborhoods you know yeah, you
0: right. know. yeah. Um, so, good stuff yeah. I love it listen, listen yeah. we're, we're over our, a lot of time yeah,
1: here. yeah so that's part one Yeah. Is, <laughs> yeah, yeah we yeah, knew yeah, this
0: yeah. conversation was going to go a little longer and get a little hairier than normal and it's a little uh, different than our usual one so thank you so much Phil Oregon, for My coming pleasure. here at uh, least break freely thank you so yeah. much this is No and John we're at Urban Digs today we we're talking Manhattan in a little bit of a different light and uh, we'll catch you next time